0: Good evening NFL fans and welcome to a Wednesday night football edition of the Big D podcast. Before I introduce the special guest, please all you need to do is subscribe, like, comment, share the Spunky Spectrum Sports YouTube page where you can see my uh, U.S. Open preview. I I like John Ron to win the U.S. Open this weekend at Torrey Pond, so uh, you can also see that. We've got whole bunch of other content hopefully coming the next few weeks so uh joining us from uh, santa barbara california is my friend mike Hayes. so as he goes on t- twitter drop the mike ff so mike uh, how's california california's good thanks for having me dylan
1: it's good to be here and i love talking football so let's get this going
0: Yep. So uh, first let's start fantasy wise. So uh what's your strategy regarding fantasy football? How do you manage your roster? Would it depend on like what league you in? Would it if you yeah. if Right you, now yeah. I'm doing a lot of I'm doing a lot of dynasty right
1: now, so a lot of I mean uh, yeah, dynasty. So a lot of it has to do with where I'm at dynasty wise. If I'm in a rebuild, I'm obviously going to handle my roster a little bit different than if I'm in win now mode or transitional mode. Um, Like I have one roster that is a complete, last year I started dynasty and I kind of dove head first and didn't really know what I was doing at the time. So I have one team that's a complete, you know, complete redo. And I've traded assets that are a little bit older, like Julio, um, people like that. For guys I got, like, traded Julio and Matt Ryan for Brandon Ayuk. Um, you know, Miles Sanders I've got younger talent. So it all depends on what situation you're in. But if you're in a rebuild, going youth is the best situation.
0: Yeah, Brandon Ayuk's a real interesting play because I really like him going into this youth. I think the big question in San Francisco is, will it be Jimmy Garoppolo or Trey Landstrom? Because the more I'm hearing, it, I think there's a chance Lance starts middle late this season. Am I crazy? I absolutely
1: think you are right on the money. I think he's going to not start week one, but he will start mid-year. You know,
0: he'll be the starter by week eight. You saying the 49s ers are going to follow the Tua path in Miami? I mean, they can't screw it up worse than the Tua they did in
1: Miami. <laughs> I think they. I mean, they screwed it up for Fitzpatrick and for Tua.
0: Yeah. Th- yeah. Did you see Tua's five picks yesterday? I heard no, about them. I mean, to me, it's a little overrated. But I get people's, you know,
1: worry because, you know with nothing going on in you know
0: football right now any news is going to be news so yeah then two or three a couple of nice passes today so uh, so uh, explain the difference between dynasty and a regular because to me when i look at dynasty i want young players so i'm thinking like quarterback wise Guys like Justin Herbert and Josh Allen would make sense. Over guy, over all the more experienced guys like uh, Tom Brady. Try and think of another older guy. Who's the. Uh, Matt to, Ryan. Yeah, Matt Ryan would be another one. Big Ben would be a guy yeah, I do not want in Dynasty because he really faded the end of last year.
1: Yeah, so for your viewers that don't really know a lot about Dynasty, you don't you only read you have your startup and then you only draft rookies year after year. So you keep your entire roster. So eventually you're going to want to get younger trade assets, whatever the case may be. Um, my, when it comes to quarterback, I would take a older quarterback as a backup, but I agree with you that it's all about youth. Um, I mean, obviously, being a Chiefs fan and just being a football fan in general, I love Mahomes, but I will probably never get Mahomes because it's hard for me to draft a quarterback that high. But I love Herbert, um, another guy that I'm really high on, and you're talking about youth. If he can stand up straight because his offensive line isn't that great, give me Joe Burrow all day long. Um Herbert Burrow you mentioned Josh Allen I love his upside because his rushing he is the goal line back in Buffalo Kyler Murray's the same way but I have one person that I'm interested in is hear what you say because it's kind of the enigma this offseason I am not that high on Jalen Hurts even though he has the rushing upside he is young I'm just not sold on him yet
0: I'm not really. I'm. I'm confused about Hertz because yeah, there were some bright moments, but of course, Doug Peterson pulling Hertz in that Week Seventeen game against the Washington Football Team clearly didn't make any sense because why would you look at the third string quarterback when you could have knocked your rival out of the playoffs? That makes sense, right?
1: That I didn't get it at all.
0: I mean, maybe that's why it was Cam. Maybe because the Eagles didn't – be honest, I don't think the Eagles have drafted well the last few years. I mean, the... who was the wide receiver they drafted from TCU a couple of years ago? He's uh, not been great. Oh, Jalen yeah. Rager. Jalen uh, Rager. Jalen Rager. Jalen Rager. Oopsie. Yeah, you could have drafted Justin Jefferson.
1: That's – that right there is just brutal. I mean – the fact that you could have drafted Justin Jefferson is just a nightmare. I mean, come on. Justin Jefferson is a beast.
0: I've got I've got one. New England could have drafted DK Metcalf instead of Nikhil Harry. Oh, uh, you want to hear one too? The, oh. Chiefs, the Chiefs could have drafted DK Metcalf instead
1: of McCall Hardman. But I had this, I actually had this discussion on Twitter yesterday, but I don't blame the Chiefs for drafting McCall Hardman over D.K. Metcalf. And here's the reason. The, the year that we drafted McCall Hardman was the same year that Tyreek Hill was being accused of child abuse and almost got suspended or kicked out of the league for a couple years. That news came out two days before the draft. They thought they were going to have to replace Tyreek Hill. Hardman is more like Tyreek Hill than D.K. Metcalf is. So I believe that is why we went after McCall Hardman. If we would have had Tyreek Hill and we knew we had Tyreek Hill and we drafted DK Metcalf, holy cow. I mean, I don't think we would have drafted a wide receiver if
0: Tyreek Hill was in place. I mean, you imagine uh you imagine the the chief offense this year with Patrick Mahomes, Clyden Rosalair, Cheetah d k Kelsey and a revamp offensive line uh can i get can I get the chiefs in DFS or fantasy every week
1: i mean i honestly there was there was some rumors coming out of Kansas City that they contacted Atlanta about Julio um if that would have happened, I don't know how I would have felt about i mean you're saying dFs for sure. I don't know how I would have felt about, you know, season long because there's just too many weapons. But for pure football, that would have been an absolute nightmare for any defense in the league. Who do you double? Yeah, you you double freaking Kelsey down the middle and Tyreek and freaking Julio go crazy.
0: (laughs) Can I play with 11 defensive backs? (laughs) One, One rusher. Yeah, 10 DBs, one rusher yeah so um, who are a couple guys you really look in the draft this year and who are you uh, and who are you clearly avoiding
1: okay so I know this is going to sound asinine for me to say I'm going to fade a guy I'm fading Lamar Jackson and it's not that I think he's, like, horrible or anything like that. I just – the system that they run, I think he's just going to run into roadblocks again. I just don't see him paying off where you can get other guys. If you're in redraft, I'm not saying I would rather have – I'm not saying I would rather have this guy over Lamar, but a guy that I am targeting at QB in redraft, if I'm going to, like – have the mindset of waiting on a QB. Give me Matthew Stafford all day long. With that offense in LA, with Akers in the backfield, Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, Tyler Higby, Van Jefferson. They just drafted 2-2 out. Well, they got Deshaun Jackson. I'm going to be targeting Stafford if I'm waiting on a QB. I do like for redraft. I know this is going to sound like a wild card, but – If I was, like, waiting, waiting on a QB, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Because I love the wide receivers they have in Washington. Um, At running back, a guy that I'm fading, and I know a lot of people are anyway, I'm probably going to fade Josh Jacobs all day long. Partly because of the system, partly because they got Kenyon Drake in, and partly because I was high on him last year, and it kind of bit me in the rear end.
0: And partly because Vegas's offensive line is, I have no idea, other than Colin Miller. They're suspect at best. Yeah. I like your Stafford pick. In fact, I really, I really like Stafford this year. He's finally out of the toxic situation in Detroit. He's got a competent head coach, good offensive line. I really like Stafford and Cam Akers this year. Second year running back. I mean, Cam was great in that playoff game against the Seahawks. Now he's getting now he's got a full off season in the same offense with a better quarterback. I mean, give me the Rams every day in fantasy.
1: Oh, hands down. And the other debate that I've seen on Twitter lately is who would you rather have, Cooper Cup or Robert Woods? And for some reason, I am taking Cup all day long over Robert Woods. Not that Robert Woods is bad because I've drafted him in, you know, a couple of mocks that I've done or whatever. But if I had my choice, I'd be taking Cooper Cup.
0: Can I have both of them? Oh, yeah. I mean. So, uh, who are the uh, wide receivers and tight ends you look in the draft and maybe fade? All right. So, at wide receiver, I really like this guy, but I
1: am fading – T Higgins only because I just don't trust the ball being spread around the three wide receivers now because Joe Burrow did like Tyler Boyd. Then they come in and bring in Jamar chase. Um, I'm interested to see what happens in Tennessee with the whole AJ Brown, Julio situation. I don't think it's going to be a bad thing. Um, um, one wide receiver that I am targeting a little bit lower, like as a wide receiver two slash three, is the guy that's going to be taking over Julio's spot, and that's Russell Gage. Um, obviously, he ain't going to be a one because you have Ridley there, but I do like Russell Gage. Um, Darnell Mooney is another guy I like a little bit lower, but me and you both talked about him a little bit ago. Justin just Jefferson, if you're going high end wide receiver, I would rather have Justin Jefferson over Devontae Adams over – yeah, over Devontae Adams. And partly the reason is I really do think that Rodgers is going to be gone by the time the year starts.
0: you saying Rodgers will be in Denver or the full-time Jeff Um,
1: I believe so, but I could be wrong. I've been wrong before, and I will be wrong again. I mean, that's just – gut feeling but one rookie that I love this year and I'll say this I was my WR2 before the draft and he's my WR2 after the draft rookie wise even though he went to a team down south Jalen Waddle
0: you thinking what I'm thinking it could be two to Jalen water running nine routes all day I hope so. I've drafted him in a lot of rookie drafts. And has Jalen Wallace stayed healthy even in college? Uh, no. No, that's, I know that's the concern.
1: I totally understand That's That is the one major concern to me. If Devontae Smith would have gone there instead of going to Philly, he probably would have been my WR2 after the draft. But I don't – like we said, I just don't trust Philadelphia right now. So that's why I couldn't put da- uh, Devontae Smith as my WR2
0: I think it will be interesting to see what happens in Miami this year with water wolf Fuller, Devontae Parker here's the question who do you take first as a dolphin receiver Devontae Parker or Jalen Water because if you ask me, I'd probably take waddle I'm taking I'm, I'm taking waddle
1: all day long in that um. I know we were talking a little bit about, you know, DFS. DFS and best ball, I would take a flyer on Fuller because even though we all know that Fuller might only be on the field for eight games a year, three of those he'll score, you know, a touchdown and ninety yards on two catches.
0: He <laughs> might go three, one twenty and two scores in and make it make you rich. Yep. So uh, now, now we talk about your Kansas City Chiefs. So I know the Super Bowl did not go well. The Bucks kicked the crap out of Mahomes. But this year, it looks like the Chiefs are back, are back at being, if not the best, maybe 1A. a.m the offensive line's totally revamped. Me I mean Mahomes... Looks like he'll be fine off the toe injury. It's collided it was backfield. Sorry leaving Bell, but you're not coming back to Kansas City. Nope. Cheetah, Kelsey, and the defense, and maybe not a great defense, but maybe a, but maybe a situational defense. Is that the right frame? The right word to use? Yeah, I agree with that
1: word. But the other one that I will use, because this is what I've also heard about Spagnola as the defensive coordinator when he was in New York, he's a bend, don't break kind of guy. Um, Once they get into the 20s, you know, once we get into the red zone is when the defense likes to tighten up. I will say about the defense, the one ad that I love on the defense, the one person in the draft that we got on D, Nick Bolton, the inside linebacker out of Missouri. Um, I've been very hard on the team's linebackers for years right now.
0: Oh lack of linebacking
1: lack, yes, lack. I mean when I love I mean Anthony Hitchens is good, but when Anthony Hitchens is your best linebacker for two or three years, we haven't had a good linebacker since I mean we haven't had a stud linebacker since uh, Derek, Derek. Derek <laughs> Johnson. And even though, and I'm going to go back a little bit, even though we had Don Terry Poe and he was the workout warrior and he did good for a couple years on the front, he got drafted one pick after Luke Keekly. If we could have ended up with Luke Keekly instead of Don Terry Poe, I don't know. I mean, who knows? I mean,
0: yeah, Luke Keekly had injuries in Carolina but that would have been a miracle hey you know what? hey you know what then you wouldn't have it. hey by th- getting don terry foley you could recreate the biggest fat man to ever throw a jump pass mhm in that crazy sunday night game a few oh, years ago i remember that so uh, if you look at the chiefs schedule it is a uh, brutal schedule how about week 1 and 2 you get Cleveland, Baltimore. So, you so week one and two, you could be AFC North, North champs in two weeks.
1: I mean, that's going to be tough. Going to Baltimore is going to be tough. It seems that we have Baltimore's number, but you never know year to year. I will say the Cleveland game does scare me. I was on a podcast last year right before we played Cleveland in the playoffs. And that team, I'm talking just not the 2020 Browns, but just the way that systems ran with Kevin Stefanski at head coach is the perfect tornado to beat the Chiefs because of the running game. When you can bring Chubb and Kareem Hunt at the same time, two-headed monster, and anytime Kareem Hunt is going to play the Chiefs, he's going to want to prove that we shouldn't have let him go even though we all know our hands were
0: tied. Yeah, and plus, I think of one stadium that is highly underrated and really missed its fans last year, m Bank Stadium is super loud. If that game would have been played in a full stadium, I think it would have been a different outcome. The fact that the Chiefs could hear the, their snap calls, yeah. the citizens made the game so easy and – Lamont was just – and once the Chiefs got ahead, the mole was not the same play. No,
1: and, I mean, that's, I think, just a systematic thing that, you know, Baltimore can't play from behind just because their system doesn't lead in that way. So – uh, yeah. Go ahead. The one, The one thing that I do want to say about the Chiefs' offense, obviously you have all the weapons. I do have one worry. And it's not the offensive line, and it's not Mahomes, obviously, because if I'm worried about Mahomes, there's something wrong with me, not Mahomes. <laughs> but the, the thing that I am a little worried about is I do not trust McCall Hardman as our wide receiver, too. Ooh, I, yeah. I was hoping to get Juju. I mean, Julio was like a pipe dream, but I really thought we could have got Juju. There's a couple other guys. The other one that I really wanted and now I really wish we got because the decisions that that team has made is Corey Davis. Um, if we could have brought Corey Davis in from, instead of him going to the Jets, which I think was a cash grab, because the Jets all now have like four or five receivers because they just you know restructured Jamison Crowder's contract. McCall Hardman to me is not a real wide receiver too. He's too much like Tyreek to be on the other side, and he's too much of a gimmick play. The Chiefs need another want another punch because just like in the Super Bowl, where you said we got the butt our butts kicked, which we did, they bracket, people can bracket and shade Kelsey and Hill and make McCall Hardman beat him. And I don't think he's that
0: type of receiver. I'm just thinking the diff- one difference I saw between your Chiefs and the Bucks in the Super Bowl wasn't necessarily wide receiver 1 wasn't wide receiver 2 but who made but who caught a key touchdown pass late in the first half Antonio Brown wide receiver 3 Oh wide receiver 4 if you count Scotty Miller but that's a story for another day Oh yeah Scotty Miller is no joke <laughs> I'll tell you that dude that dude runs.
1: <laughs> I think he was, he's I Tom think... Bra he's Tom Brady's version of
0: uh Wes Walker or Aunt Danny Amendola. Throwing d- he's like Scotty Miller's like uh, Julian Edelman, Wes Walker, Danny Amendola, but fast. He can run 4-3-5 yeah. or whatever. Yep. So if you've what will be the most challenging game of the year for the Chiefs? The most challenging game for the Chiefs this year?
1: I got a couple. Uh, should- if if the team stays the way they do, Green Bay. Um, if, you know, obviously that's if Rogers stays. The other one that I am worried about, and it's a divisional game, and usually if we split, we're happy. But I think they're one year away from being real dominator. Chargers? But but watch out for the – yep, exactly. Watch out for the Chargers. I do think the Chargers are that one year away. But, I mean, you can't – we don't know what the new coaching staff is going to do, but you have to be afraid of a team that can pull out uh, Herbert, Eckler, Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. Williams. And their defense is no joke either. I mean, they keep getting better. I play a little bit of IDP when it comes to fantasy. And Durbin James, when he's healthy, is one of the best five safeties in the league. He has a hard time staying healthy. But if they can keep him healthy, Bosa, Kenneth Murray, the linebacker that they got last
0: year from Oklahoma – their defense is going to be stout. If they could ever stay healthy because it seems like every time Derwin James tries, is almost on the field, boom. He missed his time and it's like, oh, no. I will – I mean, I will make
1: a joke here. I mean, at least he's doing it to, to himself and the doctor's not
0: puncturing his lung. <laughs> <laughs> You're hey – Hey, Justin Herbert probably owes that doctor a dinner or two. Because of that, he got on the field way earlier than he went. Up. I mean, he came on the – I watched – I watched that. I'm like, what? Her- and don't forget, that was against the Chiefs. Yeah, and he – and to be honest, he probably should have won the game. No, no, they, they should have did- won They they should have won that. I mean, the Chargers should have won like three or four of those games. I mean, the Saints game in the dome, Herbert should have won. Even the game in Tampa, Herbert played right against Brady. It's just that Tom Brady's to go. Well, I also think that one of the reasons Anthony Lynn was
1: let go of his head coaching duties there is he could not manage a clock.
0: Uh, yeah. Yeah, a few of us can't manage clocks nowadays. So uh, now we get to the fun part. Now I've got a trivia question right up your alley. All right. In the f- f- first five picks of the 1989 draft there were four Hall of Famers. Okay. Could you tell me the chief's pick and where he went to college? Oh, Derek Thomas Alabama. Okay, now I now could you tell me the other three Hall of Famers in the top okay. five? I think I can, I know one Troy Aikman UCLA.
1: Barry Sanders, Oklahoma State, and.
0: Give me a hint. Uh, he was not just a football player. Primetime. Yep. Okay, that so. Re- to- that was too easy. That was. That was still-
1: too- I'll tell you a story why it was too easy. Deion Sanders is just a you know the greatest, one of the greatest running backs ever to play. Dion, I mean, should have known. You mean
0: you mean Barry.
1: Yeah, Barry. Yeah. Oops. Here's the thing with Derek Thomas and Troy Aikman. I'm a UCLA fan, so that helps with Troy Aikman. However, the reason I became a Chiefs fan actually. One of my first memories of being a Chiefs fan has to do with Troy Aikman and Derek Thomas. My dad started playing fantasy football in 1983, so he never really had a team. He was always cheering for his his players. His best friend grew up a Len Dawson fan back in the day, and he had a son. my My dad's buddy had a son that was my age, so I would always hang out with them and became a Chiefs fan. That year, the Cowboys played the Chiefs, and they both sucked, obviously. Whoever won that game or whoever lost that game was going to – it was later in the season was going to be on track to have the number one pick. So my dad's buddy was actually rooting against the Chiefs, even though he was a Chiefs fan, because he wanted to rate them because we didn't have a quarterback, obviously. So he was – I remember that – And we won the game. We ended up getting Derek Thomas. Love it. But when Todd Blackledge, besides Patrick Mahomes, when Todd Blackledge might be the best quarterback you've drafted, you have issues. And the problem with (laughs) Todd Blackledge is he was drafted in the 1983 draft class. With three Hall of Famers. And he was drafted ahead of two of them. Oops. He was drafted ahead of Jim Kelly and Dan Marino. And Dan Marino.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I can remember, even though I was uh, nine, four or nine years after that draft, huh? I can remember seeing the old videos of that draft, wondering what would have happened if the Chiefs had taken that guy named Jim Kelly or Dan Marino. Mean? Just saying.
1: Oh, it's everything. I mean, the hit I mean, you know, there's all these ebbs and flows. I mean, who, what would have happened if Eli Manning never would have got traded to the Chargers? I mean, if we would have drafted Jim Kelly or Dan Marino, we never would have had Joe Montana. Even though I know he was a, you know, later on in his career and there was an afterthought after San Francisco.
0: But- and got you, got you during the AFC title game.
1: Oh, he took us to an AFC title game and then lost to Buffalo. I mean, I think that was the year, one of the years they lost to Dallas, and I don't think anybody was
0: beating that Dallas team that year. Uh, no, I'm not for free agency. I think the Cowboys ruled the '90s. Yep. Yeah, and funny, I'm Week 15, Jets Rams. I'm a huge Jackal fan, if you can see in the background. Yep. I was rooting so hard for the Jets to win. I'm like, come on, Jets! And then the Rams just laid an egg. And I'm like, you're kidding me. We're going to get Trevor Lawrence. And then, and then I'm like, you're kidding me. We just won. We just won the Trevor Lawrence bowl. I mean, Trevor Lawrence
1: is going to be interesting. Um, and here's the reason I think Trevor Lawrence is going to be interesting. I have no problem with Trevor Lawrence. It's going to be Urban Meyer. Thank you. I don't trust him yet. I mean, he can earn the trust as a fantasy football player. I, If I had to bet right now on Urban Meyer, I would say he's more like Nick Saban than he is Pete Carroll in the sense of meant to be a th- college coach and not transition into being a pro coach.
0: Well, here's the difference between Nick Saban and Urban Meyer – Urban Meyer and Nick Saban. Nick Saban did not get Drew Brees and got Dante Colfeb for coming off a wacky knee in
1: Urban
0: Meyer has got Trevor Lawrence, the best college quarterback we've seen since Andrew Luck, if not Peyton. And don't forget, he also has Tim Tebow. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. So. (laughs) Yeah. Oh gosh. So, the, will there be more Tebow jerseys or more jerseys in Duvall County? Right now, it's right now it's Tebow Duval
1: County. Oh, but I will yeah. say this: I do think he's making the starting lineup. I I'm <laughs> not not the starting lineup, but he is going to make camp. He's making camp. He's going to be on the
0: roster week one. Oh, so that means Tim Tebow would be playing tight end week one against the Houston Texans.
1: Yep. He might oh, not start that game, but he'll be on the field.
0: So that means he's going to – so that means Florence T- is going to throw a jump pass to Tim Tebow. Or it could be the other way around for all we know. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, and then all Trevor Moore and CFS owners are like, ah, shoot. Why did yep. I stop the if T- was going to throw all these jump passes? <laughs> exactly. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. You're breaking my heart. You're breaking my heart. All right, since you're a Jaguar fan, I actually do have a question for you. Oh, yes. What do you
1: think about them lining up ETN at wide receiver?
0: I don't know about that. Uh, Be honest, I actually kind of like it because I think ETN was a great receiver the last year or so in Clemson, and uh, be honest – You can't keep James Robinson on the bench. I think having Robinson and Ethan playing together would make a lot of sense. And plus, the way the NFL is going right now, you need your running backs as receivers. I mean, you see Christian McCaffrey line up wide receiver, Alan Camaros lined up all over the field. I don't think it's a bad thing. Yeah, (laughs) and I love DJ Chark. So hey. Plus Leonard Chenault, uh, who's the – Jacksonville's not exactly bare on offense. Now, defensively defensively might be another issue. Yeah, they're not bare on
1: offense at all.
0: We're going to give up points.
1: Well, I think there's a lot of teams this year that are bend and don't break, kind of give up points and have to
0: outscore. Hey, you know what? New England gave up a lot of yards, but it seemed like every game New England forced you to kick field goals. Yep, and that's going to be an interesting team too. Yeah, will it be Cam? team, or when will Mac become the quarterback? Uh, I still think it's Cam. Mm-hmm. Yeah. well, So, thank you for hopping on the podcast, Mike. Where can uh, people find you? It's uh drop the mic FF, correct? Yeah, you can find
1: my tag drop the mic FF, and you can find my writing over at Going
0: for Two. Yeah. So thanks for hopping on and uh, thanks for making this podcast very interesting. Not a problem.